Let's go back a few, dare I say, decades. I had hair. I know the person I'm about to speak with had hair. <laughs> Let's talk about the fabulous hoodoo gurus. Does that name take you back to uh, the mid-1980s at, at least, for sure? Four decades, unbelievable. Dave Faulkner from the Hoodoos, how are you? Hi, that bald singer, here he is. <laughs> I do have some hair still, but it's, it's pretty scanty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know the feeling. Hey, Dave, uh, you, you, the band has reformed. You had, I think, what, eight or nine albums back in the heyday. This will be, correct me now, your ninth or tenth. This is our tenth album. Yeah, we did, we did um, seven albums before we broke up for six years. We, we were breaking, breaking up forever, but um, it didn't kind of you know, hold. We, I'd written some songs and the only band that seemed the right ones to play it with the Hoodoo Gurus after six years, we played again. But that was way, that was, ooh, that was back in 1998. So we've actually been together as long since we reformed as we were before we broke up. So it's kind of split in the halves now. Amazing. And it's been, and there's a third album since we reformed. We took our time making albums just from this half of our career. What led to, to you coming back together? Was it the, did you miss it essentially? Is it the lifestyle? I mean, you, you know, you, you'd think after nine albums and, and now the 10th, you would have had enough of all this, but clearly not. Um, it wasn't the lifestyle. I mean, you know, I was still doing music, so that was still the same. Um, it was just that, I, as I said a minute ago, I, I wrote some songs um, and there was one in particular. We, we had a little side project, which, believe it or not, contained all of the Hoodoo Gurus at that stage. We're talking about around the year 2002 at this point. And, um, yeah, so we – and there was – this was like a 60s sort, of, um, 60s sort of punk band, we call it, which is like this sort of era of garage music from the mid-60s. And I'm a big fan of that, and so were the rest of the, the guys in the band are. And we, we just got together just for fun, and the band had broken up a few years earlier, and we weren't thinking of anything about getting back together. We are just working on this other stuff, and I'd written some songs in this really sort of 60s style. And um, But the, one of the songs I wrote was a song called When You Get to California, which I sort of thought of as being a bit in the vein of the Mamas and Papas or that sort of folk rock boom in the late, in the late 60s yeah. or mid-60s, you know, the birds and stuff like that. And when we started playing it, and it was, you know, Mark Kingsmill on drums and Rick Crossman on bass and Brad Shepard on guitar and me and me on guitar and vocals. And as soon as we started playing it, I just I, halfway through, I had to stop the band and said, "Look, we can't we can't play this song. It sounds like the Hoodoo Gurus." And so that was a bit of a shock to me, you know. And and then we were asked to play, you know, it kind of gave me a, an idea that there was this, this strange energy between us that was special. And when we played, we were asked to play Home Bake about a year or so later, and. and um, there was a real challenge coming out of retirement to do one gig. And um, uh, when we played, it was it was weird. It was like we'd, we'd just set off, you know, got off stage the day before or something. It was very bizarre. And and um, having been away from it so long, I, I, you know, was able to recognize that. Whereas previously being in the band, you know, you're surrounded by it. You just take it for granted. You know, that's what the band is like. But having been away and played with other musicians and coming back to it, the, the, the example I use to kind of explain is, it's like having this fantastic sports car, and you know what you. But your trouble is, you've got it up in blocks in the garage, and got the door locked. You don't let anyone see it. You know, and you don't ever drive it. And it's weird. I had the I had the hoodoo gurus were sort of still there and raring to go, but I had them locked up in the garage and wouldn't let them out. It seemed like a crime to me. So you know that was kind of it took me another couple of years to kind of get over myself, and you know because I knew people would say, "Oh, you broke up, you reformed." Like Kiss do that, you know, they always announce they're breaking up their final yeah. tour, then they come and do another one. Okay. So, you know, that's sort of, yeah, I think it's like a stunt, you know, and it, and it wasn't. We we were serious. We we just, you know, but 
I had to kind of get over myself and go, well, if people say that I'm a hypocrite or whatever, you know, uh, let them say that, you know, because the music's too good to, to say no to. And that's what happened. And uh, we've done, yeah, we've done three albums now, uh, but it took us, as I say, we've done three albums in uh, as many years as we did <laughs> the previous bloody seven. So, um, yeah, it's been a bit slower. <laughs> well, that happens with age, Dave, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a long time between these albums, because mainly because our drummer, Mark, wanted to retire. He's been He'd come to the end of his tether of playing live and touring, and he just didn't want to do it anymore. And he didn't want to do a new album because that would have meant more touring. And so we we actually were sort of thinking, well, maybe we will break up again for real, uh, you know, finally, um, when he left. And uh, we just didn't want to. We just decided, you know what, let's give it a shot. And we had this guy yeah. Nick who be playing, and and uh, I'm really glad we did because we've made a tremendous album, I think. And you know, and it's a really great feeling with Nick now that. Uh, you know, we miss Mark, but um, you know, we've got a, a new a new partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, tell me about this album, Chariots of the Gods, and it. Uh, I love the cover of it. It, it looks sensational. A bit of uh, Aztec uh, feeling in it. But once the, the 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 flow through, the first single called Carry On. Obviously, that's been released now, and uh, it's out there. So the Hoodoo Guru is you going to hit the charts again soon too? Well, who knows? If we'll hit the charts. I mean, this day and age, it's very difficult to yeah. figure that stuff out. But um, the thing we are seeing is we're getting incredibly great reviews, which is something, probably the, maybe the best reviews of our career. <laughs> it's funny. But, um, yeah, look, we just, you know, we just made the record that made sense to us, you know, musically. Um, the songs that excited us in the, in the rehearsal room, you know, were the ones we recorded. It was simple as that. There's no sort of, uh, you know, concept that or anything um, as far as, you know, how we do it. We just kind of just make music that excites us. And those songs were the ones that did it. Um, you know, the, the, as far as a songwriter goes, I mean, I, I always write about things that are happening in my life and things that, can, you know, that concern me, you know, in the world, the things I'm looking to see around me. So I, I put those will come out in my songs anyway. But, um, yeah, musically, though, the ones that, you know, we get together and there's some sort of spark, that's, that's what we want to capture. And uh, that's what happened with the record. I think it's sort of, we caught lightning in a bottle. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, any of the, the songs relate to the pandemic, the lockdown, COVID, you know, relationships in that, that sort of thing? No, not at all, funnily enough. Um, you know, the Yelp was made under the shadow of, you know, COVID-19. We, we actually wanted to record it in uh, 2020. So we had planned on having a quiet year, mm. but we didn't plan on having two quiet years. Yes. Um, and, and we started actually before the before COVID hit, we did our first single, um, a song called Answered Prayers, was actually released in December 2019. So we sort of started work on it, but then suddenly we had to down tools and, and lock ourselves away from each other for three months. And, you know, we, we weren't even sure if we'd be able to get back into recording, uh, you know, at that stage. It was such a mystery what was going on in the world. But uh, eventually we started to, you know, feel we could trust each other and, and be in a room together, and uh, we made some sort of provisions to make it safe for ourselves to do that. Making, you know, had our own space that no one else was using, and you know, we could avoid other people. Um, and eventually, we got back in the studio and you know, kept working. But it was this, you know, there was lockdowns galore and all sorts of interruptions, and it was actually kind of um, interesting the way it happened. We, we'd already planned to make the album. Um, the one concept we did have was to do it as a series of singles to begin and then finish the record off afterwards rather than we'd often done this uh, in our career was to go in and record the whole album, you know, at, in one go and then, you know, finish it and then pick the singles afterwards and, you know, work work on videos. But we want to do it like our first album where we we went into our first single, Tojo, which we released, we released that and went on tour. And then we, a few months later, they said, you can come and make another single now. And we, we recorded My Girl and 
released that and went on tour again and then came back and finished the album. So we, we had the same kind of idea where we'd, where we'd focus on just a few songs individually to kind of, you know, not get a production line going and, and to be a bit more, um, you know, bespoke, I think is the term they use when they're tailoring suits. <laughs> <laughs> hey, something that must blow your mind, because I, I know um, with the uh, the release, you, you, there's 14 tracks, but 17 on a deluxe double vinyl edition. And you started, the band started in an era where vinyl was being phased out, and here it is coming back. And yeah. And it, it must, you must just look at that and think that's crazy. Well, yeah, it's funny. When we started, there was no CDs, actually. You know, that was a new thing, probably around about our second album started coming yeah, in. Right. And uh, they were all saying, oh, this is going to change everything, and, you know, this is a new technology. And, of course, it's really expensive, so you've got to take a lower royalty. So, so they already had the scams going even back then. Yes. And then, of course, they did another scam with digital and the streams. You can't get paid as much as you were paid before. And, yeah. that you know, it's always about that. <laughs> it comes yeah, down to it, the music industry. But um, the technology, of course, has transformed everything. You know, it transforms the way we make records. You know, the, uh, we used to cut up tape in the past to put, you know, mm. um, tracks together. You know, you, you, get a, you might have done a better chorus on, on one take and better verse on another. So you chop them together and... And it was quite a physical process, but now it's all digital and you can you can change everything as much as you want. And you know, as we know, with all these trickery, people put auto tune and all sorts of stuff like that. But um yeah. you know, that's that's not so great for a rock and roll band like us. You know, those sort of things kind of deaden the quality and take away some of the, the excitement, I think, uh, when things get processed too much. So, um, you know, the, all those things are changing everything. But the way people consume records too, you know, you can listen to it on your car and your phone and, you know, wherever you are. Uh, back when we started, it was literally you had to have a record player or a radio. That was it. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. It's unreal. So the tour uh, starts soon. It starts on the uh, what the second of April in Perth, and then you're in Adelaide at the Entertainment Centre on Tuesday, the fifth of April, fortieth anniversary tour. Indeed. In fact, unfortunately, the Perth show had to be postponed because oh. the, they are going through a bit of a, another COVID outbreak there, and they yeah. they made restrictions on crowds. So. Uh, the government kindly has put some money towards helping defray the cost of moving it, but um, that show we're going to pick up later this year. And, um, but Adelaide's the beginning of it, and uh, yeah, we're very excited about finally getting this tour on because we actually meant to do it last year as well. And the whole tour got moved back along with our album. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, so hitting the ball, you must be excited about that. And will fans get to hear some of the old stuff as well? You know that. <laughs> we're yeah, not well, going to. I hope so. We're not going to, you know, there's certain songs, if we didn't play them, we would be yeah. in a lot of trouble because people will start to complain to Consumer Affairs or something. <laughs> you know, they'd say they hadn't seen the Hoodoo Gurus, there was a band masquerading as them. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> those songs are so identifiable with us. So we'll yeah. play those, you know, some of those landmark songs as well as maybe even go a little bit deeper, deep dive in our catalogue and pick out one or two obscurities to kind of, you know, tickle people's fancy and... And, yeah, just a bit of a mix. That's what we always do. Well, that's good. That's great. And there's nothing worse than going along to see someone that you've been dying to see and all they do is their new album that you don't know a song from. It's, you know, it's horrible. But uh, I understand that, you know. I mean, I agree. And, you know, and and also even worse is when they change the way they play them. You know, like they say, now we're going to do it the new way. And you go, no. Yeah, that's right. Don't you we still it? sing the songs and play them as well as you know we ever did, and you know we, we put as much energy and excitement into them. We we try to make every show the best one we've ever done, and and uh, that's the one thing that we that we've kind of always been very single minded about that. And I really love that about the other guys, the band that they 
feel the same way. You know, we just want yeah. the audience to have the best night of their lives. Yeah, fantastic. Good on you, Dave. Well, that's I'm sure they will get as well on the 5th of April at the Entertainment Centre. It's a, a Tuesday night kicking off the 40th anniversary tour. It's been great meeting you uh, over the uh, the remote uh, broadcasting <laughs> system today and uh, uh, I wish you all the best for the yeah, tour. Yeah, thank you. Oh, by the way, the should, do, you mind, do you mind if I mention that um, Dandy Warhols are also playing with us there? That's sure. a pretty uh, big ticket item as well because... Um, they're no slouches in the in the song department either. So, um, you know, it's a bit of a melodic night all around, I think. They'd be uh, almost equaling your 40-year record too, won't they? They must be getting up there. I think they we got a head start on them by about at least 10 years, maybe more. Yeah. So uh, yeah, well, I can't, can't say that. <laughs> But, but uh, no, yeah, they're, 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 young, they're young whippersnappers, they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, indeed. Mate. But they're, they're clocking up the years as well. Don't worry about that. But, uh, oh, yeah, no, they're a legendary band. Amazing band. We're very lucky to have yeah. them. Indeed. So they're the support. Fantastic. It'll be a good night, just like the good old days, and that's what we want to see. All right. Good on you, Dave. All the best again with the album, the tour, and the band getting back together. 40 years, quite an achievement. And the ARIA Hall of Fame and all of that, it's, uh, it's all to your credit. Good on you. Thanks, Matt. Dave Faulkner, my guest, and we've got a little bit of uh, acoustic to go out with a bit of the hoodoo gurus enjoy this i'll catch you after the break all right we're gonna say good night ladies and gentlemen good morning whatever it is adieu and uh thanks very much for tuning in i hope there was anyone out there estimated time of arrival 9 30 a.m being up before the sun and now i'm tired before i even begin now you're flying, I got so much work in front of me. Really flying, it stretches out far as the eye can see. I can see. Spent half my life in air tossed and crosswords or attempting to sleep. And when the bar is open, love and find me there.